I am, I am so grateful that, that Adonai's love for us is, is not based on, on our theology, that it's, it's not based on how well we can kind of figure out the, the deep mysteries of the Bible. Like, his love for us is like a father that, that loves his, his son or his daughter or his newborn. Like, you don't need to figure it out in order to receive the blessing of Adonai. His blessing is not dependent on us figuring it out. And, I, you know, the way the church works is like somebody figures something out, you know, but, you know, then you figure something out and like, like oh, look at his revelation. And then like the rest of the body goes, I haven't seen that in the Nicene Creed. You know, but the wonderful thing about Adonai is that, that he really can't be placed inside of boundaries. Like, once you put Adonai inside of a boundary, he's going to start, goosh, goosh. Like, once you start putting him in a little box, he's going to, goosh, goosh. You know, because Adonai can't be just put into a little box. And that's what religion does. And that's what, like, doctrines and dogmas and theologies they do. They kind of, like, they look at the scripture and they try to understand deep mysteries. And they, they put it into a little couple of phrases. And they're like, this is it. Here it is. The nature of the infinite God on paper. You know, and, 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 and you know, and, and, and oh, and then you better not challenge it, because if you challenge it, you're out of here. You know, but God is so much bigger, and thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that your love for me is not dependent. Thank you, Lord, on me understanding it all. Thank you, Adonai, that your love for me is not dependent on me figuring it out. You figured me out, Adonai. You have figured it out, and you figured me out. You knitted me, you created me, and Yeshua gets it. So I don't have to. <laughs> Even it says in, in Romans... 11, like my, one of my favorite chapters, because it speaks of Adonai's undying love and promises to Israel, but at the end of it, he says, you know what? God has placed everyone under disobedience so he can have mercy to everyone, which kind of tells me at the end of this thing, at the end of the story, we're going to go, oops. I didn't quite get that part right. And I think we're all kind of going to be surprised a little bit. I think that's even the nature of the beast. I don't mean the beast. I mean that figuratively. You know, like even the people of Israel, they're waiting for Messiah. They're waiting for Messiah. They're waiting for Messiah. And they had this complete biblical understanding, the rabbis who study this thing, and they know every little jot and tittle, yud and little marking on the Torah. They knew the whole thing, and they knew the... Every teaching and every teaching that's gotten passed down from, from Moses down to Joshua, down to the prophets, down to the, everybody, to, to the, the rabbis. And they understood this thing in so much depth, so much so that they were waiting for Messiah. And in comes Messiah, and they didn't recognize him. Because he didn't meet the doctrine of the time. 
which was that he was going to come as the mighty warrior and come very similarly to how we all wait for Jesus these days. He's going to come and he's going to kick some butt and all the enemies of God are going to scatter and he's going to reign. You know, and that's what they were waiting for. And then the Lamb of God comes and just throws everybody's theology out the window. So much so that there was another guy who fit the description even better, whose name was Barabbas, who fit the description of the Messiah who is going to kick some butt and kick Rome out of the Holy Land. And at the end, they said yes to Barabbas, and they said no to Yeshua. But thank you, Adonai, that we don't have to get it right, because you got it right. Thank you, Adonai, that you even somehow placed it in the hearts of the people that said, may his blood, Yeshua's blood, be on us and on our children. And our Father in heaven's going, yeah! That's the prayer. May his blood be on our children and on our children's children. How crazy is it that the name of Barabbas in in Aramaic is, is son of the father? So, like, they picked the wrong guy, but in the end, there was really kind of no wrong. Because Adonai's plan is so much greater than our understanding. And it's so much greater than our theologies. And we thank you, Lord, that it is that way. We thank you, Adonai, that we know you're going to surprise us in so many ways. Thank you, Adonai, for that. Your love is is far better than life. Your mercy is so much more than we can even comprehend. Your love for us, your plan for us, your desire for us. What you've done, what you do, what you will do. For those who you love and are called according to your purpose, no eye has seen it. No ear has heard, no mind has conceived what the Lord has prepared. What do you mean no eye has seen? I know the Bible. How can you say I don't get it? I don't know. Talk to the guy who wrote that. That nobody has seen, nobody understands what he has prepared, but by his spirit. Hallelujah. What a great and mighty and awesome God you are. So much bigger than our theologies, so much bigger than everything. People come into Messianic Judaism, they think that now they're in the truth. Glory, hallelujah. We don't know bupkis here. I tell you the truth, we don't know squat. In this place, we don't know jack. We don't. Because Adonai is so big, and it's, it's only like human denominations that like figure out a mystery of God, and then they're like, when people don't get it, they like, they form their own church and their own denomination. How many Christian denominations are there? Like, I've heard like in the tens of thousands. That doesn't make logical sense to me, but that's what I've heard. And this is because like somebody gets like a little understanding and it's a little difference and they kick it, you know, so they kicked out of a church or they want to only want to celebrate with people that kind of get it their way. 
And now you got this theology. And you know what? I got to tell you, people come here. People come to Messianic Judaism. They come to Mishkan David. It's like, we got the truth. We ain't got the truth. Sorry to tell you. We're all screwed up. Just like everybody else. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. We're all screwed up. Glory, hallelujah. We're all screwed up. Because if God doesn't love the screw-ups, then he doesn't love anybody. Yeshua redeems screw-ups. Thank you. Thank you, Yeshua, for redeeming screw-ups like me. So we don't get it. Yeah, we got a glimpse of the, of the Jewish and the Hebrew understanding of, of Yeshua. But even that is so much bigger than what we can even articulate, what we even understand. I was talking to a brother over there. I, know, I went to this church once where Susie got this miraculous healing from, from, from multiple sclerosis-type symptoms, and, and she was healed of allergies, this amazing thing. She's still walking in this healing. You know, because they got this revelation of, like, of, of, of casting out spirits and, and, the, and the, the spiritual connection of sickness. Not everybody gets that. Not everybody believes it. But these guys, like, they, they have this amazing fruit. People walk out of their healed. I've seen it with my own eyes. But it's just one little bit of the Lord. Do you understand that? It's not like they got the whole big thing and they got little one little thing. And we got a little thing. It's one body. It's many parts. Oh, Lord, when am I going to start healing the sick? When am I going to start raising the dead? You know what? When your brother in Zimbabwe raises the dead, guess what? You're raising the dead. Because we are one. You know what? When your brother or sister in South America goes to some tribe and, and heals somebody, you're healing somebody. You know why? Because it's one body, Yeshua's body. It's Yeshua that's doing the healing. You know, when you go like, why can't I heal the sick? What's the matter with my faith? Adonai is saying, it's not you, it's him. And he has a body that's bigger than just you. Work in the gifts that Adonai gave you. Not everybody's a healer. Not everybody's an evangelist. Not everybody's a preacher. Not everybody's uh, What are the things that Paul says? Not, you know, he, he even says that. Like, not everybody's a this and not everybody's a that. Sure, ask for more gifts. Ask for more things. Ask for more gifts. God is, is faithful to give. But Adonai sees one. He sees Yeshua. He doesn't see the guy over here, or the girl over here, or the healer over here, or the one that raises the dead over here, or the one that preaches over here, or the one that's good at this, or the musician over here, or the artist over here. He sees one. He sees Yeshua HaMashiach and his body, who he is one with. His body, who he is. Who he is. This is why we're here and we go to people and we see people and we look him in the eye and we say, Shalom, Yeshua. Shalom, Yeshua. Shalom. You're so handsome, Yeshua. You're beautiful, Yeshua. You know why? Because we are one with him. But our doctrines get all upset. You can't say that. We are one with him, and we don't understand it. 
We don't understand that he said, Father, I give the glory you gave to me, I give to them. You in me, this is Yeshua talking, me in them. We don't understand our unity with the Messiah. We don't understand our oneness with Messiah. We don't understand how, how God, it's been the whole plan all along for him to put himself, himself into his people. So it's God manifesting on earth. It's been the plan since Torah. Since Torah, in the beginning, the word was God. And the word is God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So then the church fathers come hundreds of years after and go, hmm, what does that mean? Let's put it into a creed, into a dogma. Here's the problem. John, Yohanan, the Jew, who wrote the thing when he said in the beginning was the word... This was the only word that was there at the time. There was no this. Yet, there was this. The Torah. And he said the word was God and the word became flesh. And then hundreds of years later when the councils came together and tried to figure this whole thing out, They tried to figure out what it means, but when you separate the word, who is Yeshua, from the word, which is Torah, you're going to get something that's going to be a little bit off, I'm sorry to tell you. Because the church fathers that got together to figure this thing out, they didn't want anything to do with Torah. They didn't want anything to do with the Jewish roots of who he is. So much so that the first hundreds of years, Easter was always Passover. But it's documented that they said we we're going we're to remove that and we're not going to do it according to Passover anymore. We're going to do it our own way. So when you take the word and you remove him from the word, there's going to be a mixture. You got some truth, but you got some not so truth. And the Torah is so strongly, it speaks about mixture. It's like, don't mix the wool and the linen. Don't mix this seed and with that seed because the word of God is pure. And there's mixture and there's always mixture that comes in. And I'm not saying here, like, as a messianic rabbi that the church got all mixture. I'm not saying that because I'm telling you that there's mixture right here. That's just the way it is. That's the way he had it. He had the Jewish people reject Messiah. And then the word goes out to all the nations and they accept Messiah. But they don't understand the word. So again, he puts everybody under obedience so we can have mercy to everyone. Done deal. But there is so much that we need to understand of our father and who he is. And you know what? It's so hard because of the Christian understanding of the word becoming flesh. The God-man. It's so hard to even speak about Jesus to a Jewish person. Because when we look at the pictures of him, you know, with the beard and the long hair, and when we go to a Jewish person and we take a look at the pictures, or a picture of him is not, and we take a look at him and we say, like, there's God. There's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
the ones who know the Torah have to reconcile it with what it says. And they have to reconcile it with where it says in Deuteronomy. He's like, remember when I came to you on the mountain, there was no image. Remember. He's like so strong. Like, remember, there's no image. No man, not a woman, no animal. Like, remember these things. So we like, hey, we have to like recognize, like, you know, like, like, how do you reconcile it? You can't start a theology based on New Testament. It all has to point back down to the word. So there is so much, just, just so much understanding and misunderstanding, and I, I can't even go there because I'm misunderstanding it. I'm not here to tell to, 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 to fix your misunderstandings because I'm just going to throw more misunderstanding in there because I'm all screwed up. And the goal is not to, not to create you in the image of a religion. It's not to create you in my image or the image of Mishkan David. You are created in the image of our Father. So the other yeah, Jewish people don't understand, like, like, the, 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 like this guy walking around, that's God. They don't understand that, but I'll tell you what they do understand, which is in Torah, that God dwells within the people. That when the person speaks, it's God speaking through them, because that's how they see Moses. In fact, after they came out of the, the, the water, and the water's part, and they came, they, they came out, and it says, and the people believed in God and believed in the servant Moses. And there's so many other places in Scripture. We've spoken here many times about like how when God came on the mountain and he spoke, I mean, this is the God of the universe. Did you see that galaxy that Paul showed? Like, God is there. Like, he's like, you know, he's spinning that galaxy on his finger. Right? Like, in the news, you'll see stories like, oh, there's a new exoplanet found. You know, like, God is there too. He's juggling these exoplanets. You know why this new one, uh, Proxima B or whatever it was, is spinning around their sun like, like one every three days? That's because God went like this. At the beginning of time, it's still spinning. You know? Like, so, like, this is God. It's everywhere. So now he comes on the mountain, you know, and he starts sh- screaming the Ten Commandments, and there's thunder, and there's lightning, and there's, there's lights, and there's sounds, and there's shofar blasts, and the people are freaking out, and they're like, oh, my gosh, if this is God, we, how can we have a relationship with him? And then the the God goes to Moses and says, what they said is good. I'm going to raise up a prophet from amongst your brothers. Listen to him. It's always been God's plan to speak through his prophets. And the Jewish people do understand that. They understand the fullness of God dwelling bodily. That they understand the fullness of God dwelling bodily. They understand that like when he says like the father and I, are one. And I'm in him, and I will be in you. And then the world will know. And then the world will know. It is time for the body of Messiah to, to, to go up to the level, to go up to another level. It says mature. It says to grow into Messiah. To grow into Messiah. To grow into Messiah, the word that became flesh. It is time to grow into Messiah. It's time to get a fuller understanding of what he meant. What Paul meant when he said, it's no longer I that live but Messiah 
lives in me. We need to get to the point where we understand what it means, what Paul meant when he said, for me to live is Mashiach, is Messiah, is Christ. We need to get to the point where we understand what he says when John said, as he is, so are we in this world. The word of God lives in you. It's been the plan from the beginning. That it's not the God that was on the mountain and scared the heck out of people. It's the God that puts himself into the people. So when you speak, it's him speaking through you. Where you step, it's him stepping in you. The writer in the New Testament says that creation awaits the revealing of... Interestingly, it doesn't say... The return of the Messiah, which it does, but it says that creation awaits the revealing of the sons, plural, of God. Who are the sons of God? They're sitting right here. We are so busy looking at each other's faults and looking at our own faults that we're not recognizing the one who made his dwelling in the Mishkan and the tabernacles. You see, the Mishkan in the scripture, the, the, the tabernacle was a foreshadow. It was a foreshadow of you. It was the first, the first thing, the first time that God said, I'm going to take myself and I'm going to put myself into earthen vessel so I could be manifest on earth. Because the people, people were right. It can't just be me screaming from heaven. You look at that, you're going to explode in a moment. So he takes the fullness of who he is and he puts himself in vessels. And he's chosen you to be that vessel. We need to grow and we need to understand. We need to mature into this. for everything that he's done. He's given to us to do. So Yeshua, 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 Yeshua. The Savior of the world lives in you to save the world. died on the cross. He was resurrected from the dead. But the next moment when the Spirit was poured out on the people, Yeshua the man that we see the pictures of left. He wasn't there for that. He went up to his Father so the Spirit can be poured out on you. So it's no longer you that live. It's Messiah that lives 
in you. We see through the mirror dimly. The mirror. The mirror. Not just the window. The mirror. Dimly. But soon. Face to face. 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 And the reason that it's dim is because all we see is like the, the, the first Adam in people. All we see is like the, the, the flesh in people. We see all we see is ourselves is, is the flesh. Like, oh, I'm just such a nasty person. And we and we don't understand we don't understand. We don't understand. We don't understand. So today I pray. And the beautiful thing is, we don't have to get it. Glory, hallelujah. But the one that lives within you is greater than the one that is in the world. And we spend a lot of our time in the world. How can we not? We live here. And so many times I believe that the people of God, see, everybody has this Barabbas Jesus moment to choose. We all do. In every moment, daily, almost hourly, right now. Who do you choose? The one who fights in the flesh? The one who promises by like battle and war he's going to tear down the enemy? Fight the power that be? Or the one who fights powers and principalities. We all have this moment. We all do. And, it's, it's, and it's, I don't know how we do it. It's like, this is another thing I don't know how to do. How do you become one when there's so much difference in, in people? I'm just going to share what, what's, what, what's, what's on my heart as, as, a, as, a, as a rabbi, as an overseer of a congregation. See, there used to be this expression, you don't talk religion and politics, but only with your friends. Until Facebook came around, and now it just everybody talks about what they want to talk about. You know? And everybody sees everything that's on your mind, goes out, and then everybody sees what's on your mind. All of a sudden people go, whoa, you believe that? And I'm just going to share this. I'll just, I'll just share this. Like, I've, I, I don't get into politics here at all, Okay? But I, I will share that uh, for the majority of my life, I voted kind of on the right. All right? And then I became a believer. And um, I, came in, I, came, I got saved in a Messianic Jewish synagogue in New Jersey. And uh, I found out that everybody there was pretty much all conservative right wing. So I'm like, okay, believers are all right wing. Woohoo! Okay. So then you get like, okay, you're, you're really strong on abortion. There shouldn't be abortion. And, you know, in sexual sins, there shouldn't be gay marriage. And all these things. And then these things that have nothing to do with the Bible. Everybody feels sorry. Like, oh, we got to lower taxes. we got to be strong on defense and, and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, I become a rabbi. And now all of a sudden, I realize there are people within the body who are extremely left wing 
And we're, I, you know, more, I, I thought that all Christians are like, we want lower taxes. Now all of a sudden they're all like, I, finding believers, strong believers, going, oh, no, 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 we need to raise taxes and give them to the poor. That's the Jesus thing to do. And then you got the strong right-wing conservatives over here going, we got to shut our borders to the Muslims. And now all of a sudden I'm finding there's like people over here in the body of Messiah, believers, going, no, we have to open the borders because we need to love our neighbor. And I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong. That's in no way my place to say what's right or what's wrong. But I, but I ask Adonai, I say, Adonai, how can we be one? How can we be one when there's such strong worldview differences? Because I know, Adonai, that your nature is one, is unity. Yeshua said, may they be as one. So I ask Adonai, how can we be one when we're arguing all the time about issues of the world? And just like theology, I don't have an answer for you. But I know that with God, all things are possible, and with men it is impossible. But the foundation of this thing is that even the people who you fiercely disagree with have the same one within them that is in you. And if you take the mote out of your eye, you'll see him. You'll see him. You'll see him. You'll see him. We are approaching the time right now of the fall festivals, the biblical holidays that take place in the autumn. Tomorrow is the first day of the sixth month. It's Rosh Chodesh, the new moon. We'll gather at the same beach as last year by that nice little lake. We'll have a mikvah, which is like a baptism. Then in a month's time, one month from tomorrow night, we'll be gathering here for Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. And we know that the Feast of Trumpets, it has has something to do with the end because we see in the book of Revelations trumpets and then we have the Feast of Trumpets and we don't even get into the whole thing, but like the, the fall festivals have to do with like Yeshua's coming. But the end of the spring festivals is God pouring out his spirit and he's pouring it out still and he's pouring it out still and he's pouring it out still. And he's pouring it out still. And I believe that before we hit whatever that time is at the end, when whatever's going to happen happens, which I also have no idea, and I'm happy to not know. I'm very at peace not knowing things, by the way. Very at peace. There's a lot of shalom in the not knowing. (laughs) But I believe that there's going to be a unity with him and with each other because he's in each other. That's going to be manifested. And it's going to be glorious. But the first step into that is to love your neighbor as yourself. And to love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. It's all connected. It's all connected. 
It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. Oh, Lord, why don't I have the gift to do this? Wherever you are and whatever authority Adonai has given you, wherever it is, if, if, if your authority is like in this little triangle, you are Mashiach in that triangle. You are anointed. Mashiach just means anointed. If Adonai gives you, if, if he says, okay, I'm giving you this little guy in here, you are Mashiach in that place. Anointed the vessel is not God. The one that lives within the vessel is the anointed one. So don't forget that. Don't forget it. Don't forget it when you look in the mirror. Don't forget it when you look at each other. Don't forget it when you're arguing with somebody. It's not about the house. It's about the owner of the house. It's about the one that lives in the house. And he loves the house that he's purchased. And that's you. He loves the house that he purchased. And thank you, Lord, that you purchase fixer-uppers. He's a flipper, but he doesn't flipper. He's a keeper. In Yeshua's name, amen.